And it's KKFN and KKFN HD1, Longmont, Denver. The 5 o'clock whistle, powered by smart local union nine sheet metal workers. So that, that's really, that's really, we just know the history of it. Colorado, we don't like it. So, so that's just what it is. We just got to focus on that. Okay, cool. We don't like Nebraska, but that's not going to, that's not really going to change like preparation or anything like that. Because we prepare like nobody likes us. Cause we well, let me tell you what Deion Sanders has done in Colorado. Paul, I know you're listening. Do you know that Colorado has already sold over $430,000 in single-game tickets since the TCU upset? Since Saturday, they sold $430,000 in season tickets. Saturday's game is set at TCU, set a record with over 53,000 fans for a stadium that had an official capacity for 46,000. That's showing Dion's attraction in terms of bringing his team on the road. He could be a road attraction. Also, resale tickets averaging over $400 for the home opener against Nebraska this weekend. They are more expensive than any upcoming week one NFL matchup. Do you realize that? This is according to my research. You got this here. I f- hate Georgia. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just threw that in. I f- hate Georgia. Sean Payne on Russ, what makes him a different leader? Great leaders. Whether... Sometimes they're just by example, and I wouldn't say that's the case with Russell, but certainly by example, the work he puts in, uh, the amount of time he's on. We get it. He's a hard worker, and we understand. Here we are, rivalry week, getting a day closer to it. You know, hey, I want to go back to your question right, right before the whistle here. So I want you to guys, want you guys to just say yay or nay if you've heard of these quarterbacks that are currently scheduled to be drafted in 2025. Uh, this, hey, no shot. This is a college thing. You better <laughs> you, you better dominate on this one. I don't know. I'm going to suck I on don't this. Know. This is right up your ballpark. I Go ahead. Know. All right. Drew Allar. Al- no clue. No. Cade Klubnick. Where? Tell, what's, tell me what's going on. Yeah, Penn State. All right. Cade Klubnick. Cade Klubnick? Nope. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a kid you'd beat up in the seventh grade and stick him in a locker and give him a wedgie. He went to Clemson. Clemson. Well, they're, uh, they're, oh, he goes to Clemson. They're doing there. great these oh, days. Oh, right now? Yeah. yeah Clemson, Clemson looks awesome these days. Connor. Did they just lose to Duke? Yes. Yeah, okay. And Con- dominated them. Connor too. Wayman. Connor Wayman? I've never heard w- of him. Wigman? Is Connor, that, that SEC is, school, right? Is, is it Wigman or Wayman? I thought it was Wigman. It may be. I what's see cool it, Oh, what's cool to go All to? Right, go. Go, no, Sean. Uh, Connor's with, is it, uh, it's, it's SEC. I'm like, hold on. Ah! Connor, Connor goes to um. Oh, I can't get it right now. Just it's not. It's not. It's not Auburn. But, just say Vandy. Uh, go go no, go a little Vandy. farther west. Go a little farther Missouri. west. Missouri. Nope. No, he, that's AJ. A and M. Boom. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I can't believe I forgot that. You mean the future school of Deion Sanders? <laughs> Devin Brown. No. Ohio State. See, I, I see what KJ's doing here. That's I know the, what you're that's, doing. That's I know what you're doing. That though, man. His point so, is, here we go. What, Shadur's not going to be, those guys are going to beat him out? That's what your point is. That's exactly what I'm saying. So Shadur's going number one in 2025. Damn, that's good, KJ. That's good. That's good right there. I can't believe they have Connor, though. I, I'm really not high on Connor. That's why I was that's like. That's KJ's point. Nobody's high on any of these guys. None of these guys. Like, 
we're not even talking about these guys. I understand we're trying no, to focus it's, on the 2024 draft. That's a damn but great point. If we're legit about these quarterbacks, if these guys say they're legit, they're the next cream of the crop right, right. after the 24th right. class, we right. should be talking about them right in the same, in the same breath right. as the 24th class. No. We don't talk about these you guys. You got a gold star, dude. Shadur's going to be the number one overall pick in 2025. Damn. Yeah. Because who are those dudes compared to – Shadur is a national star right now. Yeah, that doesn't mean a lot because this year I think there will be some good quarterbacks coming out. So after this season, yeah, so yeah, you're right. Everything with the draft is hype, 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 hype. And like, where is Shadur gonna fall flat? Pro day, doubt it. Combine, doubt it. CU schedule, doubt it. Does he even do anything at the combine? Shoot, he probably won't even do anything. Like keep it just like Dion, throw one pass and walk mm-hmm. out the building. Mm-hmm. Like Dion ran a forty right out the right out the tunnel. It's a great story. That's, That's a awesome one. story. Well, that he's young. Yeah, yeah. No, That's... but your point, I love your point. Your point is this guy, if he sticks around for one more year, yeah. will be the number one hyped quarterback, just like we're doing to Caleb Williams and Drake May after one week. Like those those two guys, we've already anointed them, no, Sean, as the two top quarterbacks. We don't mm. know. We're just into their, their last season. Mm. Look at the hype on Caleb Williams right now, man. Look at his hype. His hype this year is because of last year. Shador is going to get that hype this year for next year. He'll be it'll be his spot to lose. It'll be his spot to lose as the number one overall pick. Hmm. So the Broncos really actually don't have a shot at him unless they just tank in twenty twenty four. So it's a fun question to ask. Who would you rather have? Russ or Shador, but frankly, in order to get Shador, you're going to have to be the worst team in the NFL. And are the Broncos really going to be the worst team in the NFL with Russ and Sean Payton? And, blah? and actually, the, the answer is no, they're not. It's a, that's a really damn good one right there, KJ. Because now you, I mean, you frame it like, well, would you rather have one of those guys that you just mentioned or Russell Wilson. Well, there's some other guys, too, in the SEC, younger guys. So I, you know, I got to stick up for my SEC guys. Oh, I don't know why Connor... I mean, there's some – even the – Hey, wouldn't Arch Manning – Even Al- Alabama has a, a younger guy, a young coach. Wouldn't young Arch Manning be available in 2025? I think that's 26. Is he younger, right? Is he redshirting this year? I would think so because – It doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter. Three years out. Ewers is a starting quarterback. So he's going to get the ride. So unless he gets hurt, then Arch would play. But I don't see him getting hurt. So – yeah, I don't. I don't see. It. So, are they red? They probably are red. They probably are more than likely. But who cares? In the draft, it's just three years out of high school. So even if they redshirt him, he plays the next two years, mm-hmm. which that would end up being a twenty-six year. That would be twenty-six. So wait, redshirt this year, twenty-four. You're, you're right. You're right. So Arch is twenty-six. Yeah, it's, it's, Damn, Shadur Sanders is going to be the number one pick. Man, calm down. Well, dude. Get off my SEC quarterback. I said Jalen Milrow for, for Alabama. He's younger. He's going to get better. He's going to come out. The hype train on Shador is going to be ridiculous. I know. The hype's going to be crazy. It's going to be ridiculous. He's going to put up numbers. Numbers for days. Yeah. What the hell are they going to do to Arizona State? <laughs> oh, my God. What is going to happen to CSU? Hashtag asunder. I mean, you guys are in trouble. Hmm. But you know what, KJ? I'm glad you did that. Because in order to get Shador, um, in order to get Shador, you're going to have to be terrible. They're not going to be terrible. Those other guys that you mentioned, come on, man. 
You know what? That's a good job by you there, KJ, because you know what that makes me feel? I'm all in, again, on Russ. Because what are the other options? The other options kind of stink because you can't choose when you suck. I've said that a million times. That's why when you're in a position to draft Justin Fields, do it. Because you can't choose where it's going to be better, no, Sean. Mm -hmm. The Broncos are sitting there at nine, dude, with a needed quarterback. There's one guy I would never pass on. Mace! Andrew Mason joins us right now. How are now. you, fellas? We're doing good. It's great to see you, my man. It seems like forever since you've been in here. It's been a minute. Well, Labor Day weekend happened. You, you know? know what we're realizing right now as we go through things? I'm realizing this is like a bolt of lightning. We should write about it at denversports.com. Yeah. Shadur Sanders is going to be the number one overall pick in 2025. <laughs> Entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, there's some growth he has to do in his game, no doubt. Who would you rather have as your starting quarterback for the Broncos in 2025, Shadur Sanders or Russell Wilson? Well, let's see how Russ does this year, and I'll be able to better answer that question for you. I'm asking you right now. I don't have enough information. I, I can't get in a time machine right now. Well, I, I need to have the conversation right now. Let me check the Magic 8 ball. Ask again later. There you go. Why didn't anybody ask uh Sean Payton about the Wickersham article, and why didn't anybody ask Russell Wilson about um, shutting down Russ Incorporated? That's a good question. I wasn't out there for most of Russ. I was in the locker room. So, um, yeah, but I'm surprised that didn't come up uh, with Sean Payton, except that um, I wonder if his response would have been very much the same as the first time he was asked about the stuff that came out in USA Today. like Because remember, it was like two days worth of stuff. Yeah, but why didn't anybody ask him about it today? Good question, yeah. I asked him about Jonathan Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I got, I got his answer to Jonathan Cooper. It's right here. From the start of OTAs to now, what has Jonathan Cooper done to, to work his way into the role that he has now at the start of the season? Yeah, I, I would say he's been consistent. He's explosive. I think he's been very physical. You know, all those guys are going to play. And, and so Sunday will be the first time we introduce an offense or defense. And so, All right, so you know, it's good, it's good things about John the Cooper. Okay, the interesting thing is that he kind of went on his, he didn't, like, his thing about the depth chart and whether it's starters, backups, you know, they're all going to play. I didn't mention the depth chart when I asked about Jonathan Cooper. But I will admit part of the reason I asked the question was because the first regular season depth chart came out, and one of the notable things on there was the change from, Frank Clark to Jonathan Cooper on the first team. No, Sean. Say that again? What's the depth chart say? Jonathan Cooper's on the first team. Frank Over Clark's Frank Clark? Team. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Does that matter? I mean, they're all going to play, but it's interesting. And I would argue this. Jonathan Cooper has outplayed Frank Clark from what we have seen in training camp and the preseason to date. Cooper's been the better player. Okay. Well, they're all going to play, though. Yeah, they're all going to rotate in. But you do wonder, though, when Baron Browning comes in. Because mm-hmm. When's that going to happen? That can happen as early as week five. Yeah. He returns to the lineup. If Baron Browning joins the rotation, whose spot is he taking? Because typically, in terms of a rotation. Jonathan Cooper. Edge, it would be Jonathan Cooper. Why? Because he, he's a, literally a first teamer right now. How do we know that he's not taking? Well, was he going to take over Randy? Is Randy Gregory a specialist now? 
Is he? Is that the for or, real? Is or, Randy Gregory really just a pass rush specialist? Or, we, or maybe that's Nick Benito as a pass rush specialist, and Randy. And uh, maybe we're talking about Frank Clark losing reps if he hasn't uh, stepped it up. No shot. Could Randy Gregory be out there for every every down? Can he? Can he? Can, can he, can he, he be stout against the run, Randy Gregory? Yeah, yeah. I think Randy Gregory can be stout in the run game. He just has to be healthy. That's it. Yeah. Can, can Randy actually, Gregory? Well, let's back up. A decent run defender. Can Randy Gregory be healthy? We're going to see. We're going to see. Hopefully he put that work in the offseason to stay as healthy as he can and continues to do that throughout the season. So, But hopefully he's, he's man, healthy don't, now. Don't waffle, man. He's don't, healthy now, don't, right? Don't, come on, no shot. Can he do it? Don't, yes. don't give me Russell Wilson cliches. <laughs> no, can, can, no, no, think? Do you think he can stay healthy or not? Yep. Yes. He's healthy right now. Yes, he's going to stay healthy. <laughs> you better knock on some wood. You better not because when when is he what's the what's the most he's ever played in any season, Mace? Uh, I think I want to say there's a fourteen game season at one point, but there's been time missed to injuries basically every year of his career. There's always something. Listen, yeah. I like he, I he, like Randy. There's Gregory, no doubt okay? he puts the work in, but Absolutely. sometimes sometimes you just get injured. Right? I like everything guys, about Randy Gregory. I like his personality, I like his fire. You know what was interesting in this Wickersham article? Did you read it? I assume you did. Yes. Yes. How about the fact that stood out to me in Noshaw and we were talking about it? Where was the fire with the Broncos? Like, why, when when we're reading about Sean Payton's frustration, never mind about Sean Payton and all the other personal stuff, but one of the revelations was the Broncos couldn't finish. you got to be kidding me. And that was frustrating for Sean Payton. Yeah, and he was talking about those joint practices with the Rams and how one mistake kind of let guys get down. I mean, I think we saw it in that Thursday practice when they came out and looked better at the start. But then when Jerry Judy got injured, it was like the air just went Mm. out of the balloon. And they looked to be on both fields, offense field and defense field for the Broncos. They looked to be in a funk for about, I'd say, a good solid 20 or 25 minutes. No, Sean, when a guy Mm. goes off on a card, does it do something to the team emotionally? Oh, of course. You just don't want to see a guy. You don't want to see anyone go down. You know what I mean? So see one of your brothers go down. Taking off in the car, it just hurts, man. It's just like, dang, dang, he's injured again. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a, a sucky situation. But you know, after you know a couple minutes or whatever, uh, you got to go back to work. You know, he didn't go on IR. Uh, are we confident that Jerry Judy is going to be back sooner than later? Yeah, I mean, the fact you mentioned it, the fact that he didn't go on IR, he start there. I'd still say it's probably a stretch for him to be ready on Sunday. But the fact that we're talking about him actually taking individual reps in practice 13 days after the hamstring injury, if, okay. if they feel that okay. this is judicious, that can only be construed as a positive. You ever have hammy issues? Oh, yeah, that hammy is it's a nagging injury. Okay. That hammy is a naggy. Because so, you, you might think you're good. You're like, oh, man, I'm good. You're pushing mm-hmm. off and you're, you know, you're, you're pulling on it. You're, you're good. And then all of a sudden it might just come back. You're like, ah, not again. It's a little nagger. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be a test, I imagine. Mm. Even though how so? Well, just he. It's his first day back. Uh, you know, you know, at practice, running some routes. How does it feel tomorrow? Okay. You know, what can he do tomorrow? It's hamstrings, like you know, like you said, no, Sean, they nag, and it's not necessarily a straight incline in terms mm. of the progression and recovery. So, oh. all right. Um, what else we learn out there today? All right. Um, I went in the locker room and had a, had some conversations. Actually, Monday. Back well. in the locker room. We're back in the locker Here we, room. Here we. It's been a minute. Actually, it's nice. We were it's there. Nice. For, well, yeah. Well, yeah. We you, were get, t- you get some work done. 
That's that's the whole point, right? There's there's good things and bad things about being in the locker room. It's it's just it's no Sean's no Sean's got a dirty mind right now with Mace saying it's yeah, nice. Hey man, right. we know with Mace it's about information and that's it. It's just that's it, right. It's, it's just business. it's just nice. It's to an have, office. It's nice to be able to have a conversation without being in the press conference format. Yeah, so who that's are what you, I like. Who are you talking to? Let's see. Uh, it was a small group with Isang Bassi, small group Joseph Jewell. Talk with Brandon Johnson for a bit. Talk with Michael Burton for a bit. Um, talked a couple of days earlier with uh, Damari Mathis. It's interesting hearing on the defensive side, everybody that I have asked about the difference between Jimmy Garoppolo mm. and Derek Carr points to the rhythm of the offense and the rhythm of the passing game, expecting it to be kind of maybe shorter but kind of more on point rhythm-wise with Garoppolo than it was with Carr, which is going to create some adjustment. And also, it got me thinking uh, as I was – Asking a couple of questions of Isang Bassi. Bassi, who is your nickel corner, your first team nickel corner now in place mm-hmm. of the injured K1 Williams. Well, the, who does that mean he's facing this week? That's Hunter Renfro. Okay. And if you're talking about a rhythm and timing passing game, especially in an offense where Josh McDaniels is making the play calls and he's got a guy that he coached in New England who's now his quarterback. This might not be the Devontae Adams show like we saw last year mm-hmm. here in November. It might be get the ball a heck of a lot to Hunter Renfro. Okay. Um, what, what do we know about the Raiders? What, what, what's their offseason been like? What's, um, this, no, Sean, this is always Chaotic. tricky to me in the first couple of weeks, right? Like once it gets to like week three, that's when we're all watching film. We're all watching mm-hmm. tape. We we really know who everybody is. Nobody knows right now. Yeah. And, and and that's yeah. that's to the probably to the Broncos' advantage going into this because I think they have the element of surprise more at their disposal. Even though it's a Raiders team with a new quarterback, conceptually things are going to be recognizable. Whereas I think mm-hmm. you're going to see some wrinkles coming in with the Broncos. Look at Sean Payton two years ago when he started Jameis Winston in week one, Mm. right after Drew Brees' retirement against the Packers. And that was an ambush. It was 38-3. Not saying I expect something of that degree, but there was the element of surprise for the first extensive work for Jameis Winston in that offense, and it caught the Packers completely flat-footed. Now, the Packers end up having a great season that year being the number one seed. Right, so that was not a you know that that was not a struggling Packer team they took out, but it just shows you how there there are also going to be results around the league in Week One. There always are that you look back at in a couple of months and say that made no sense. Yeah, happens yeah, every yeah. year. Yep, every yeah. year. Get more film out there. We yeah, exactly. And you can't even like so everything happens in the first two weeks. Don't assume anything after the first two weeks. Don't assume, assume teams are good. After, maybe after the. First six weeks. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd say you gotta get out there. I, I'd, certainly after the first six weeks. Oh my but goodness. but I think I think after week two, there's enough out there that you can sort of get a vibe of who teams are. But seriously, I wouldn't I wouldn't judge a team poorly based on the first two weeks, or I wouldn't sort sort of fall in love with the team. The first two weeks of the NFL because nobody does anything in preseason anymore, yeah. so they need that time to get going. You don't really know. You need those games. Especially when you're facing two mid-tier teams at home. 
Yeah, exactly. So, that could give you a false negative for sure. One of which in week two with Sam Howell at quarterback, it will be his, his first NFL road start okay. for Washington. I mean, really, we really don't know what we're going to get. How many games are you guys saying that? Well, I like, if they I like, lose two, I want to uh, hear that lose, same thing now. No, I'm just saying, because well, you said you can't. Hey, after two games, we, can't, we don't really know what the game's like. I get it. Y'all talking positive. Hey, they lose the first two. That, that's not going to be good, though. But How? people around here are be panicking if they lose the first two games. Um, the Raiders would be bad. You lose to the Commanders at home. You start 0-2. The and Commanders aren't a bad team, though. Okay, Mace. People they, are going to be jumping got, off roofs. I know they all, I know they would be, but I'm just saying, I'd be more concerned about losing the Raiders than the Commanders. Hmm. Uh, you think the Raiders are a better team? I think the Commanders are a better team. Okay. All right. It's all bad. Like, you can't lose. You, listen. I think the, right. you, com- the Commanders have a pretty good if roster you all to, around. If you want to do something with this season, you best be on it right from the jump. Mm. I'm not saying it's a must win because I hate that cliche. But is it a must win in week two if you lose week one? <laughs> Well, not, I mean, what are you just gonna? Are we just gonna concede the game to Miami and and, and Chicago? Or are we just saying, oh my God, we can never beat these guys? Well, but Miami in Miami in September is usually pretty tough for anybody. So we give up? No, <laughs> we give, we give up. I guess we. Why even play the game? I mean, we're obviously just surprises happen all the time. Of course I'm, they yes. do. You know, this uh, is why you can't. This follow- team could have easily beaten the Chiefs twice last season. Listen, they came close. Twice. There was something pretty wild announced today. Are you sticking around or you got to go? I'm going to be honest. I'll stick around for the first part of the next segment. Right, I right, want to hear this. Uh, okay. Because somebody got left out in the cold when it came to the captains of the team. Details coming up next. Well, I hate my job. And I hate my life. And if it weren't for my two kids, I'd hate my to this really quick. Here it is. Um, we got Andrew Mason here, no Sean Moreno, KJ, some country crap that I have no idea what it is, but you like to throw that on me, KJ. I'm just, you know, the, the listeners, they understand that, you know, sometimes you hate what you hate. Well, well you, you got me on that one. But I love you. But I don't know what the hell this is. Some hayseeds. Is it a classic? I mean, it doesn't even matter. Here is uh, Sean Payton about the captains, how they're decided. Well, look, there's a lot that goes into that. You know, guys lead in their own ways. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the veteran players vote on these guys. And, uh, you know, generally speaking, your better teams are, are, are player-led teams. You know, your average teams are coach-led teams, and your four teams really have no leadership. So um, I think it's important. So on special teams, it's um, uh, Riley, what's his face? Riley Dixon, punter. Riley Dixon, I should know that he went to Syracuse. Riley Dixon, punter. Okay, you're a special teams guy. Not what you say, no, Sean. Will? <laughs> Will, Will baby. Will's been on the team for like three days, but Me no, it's, it's it's Riley Dixon. Okay, on defense, it's uh, Kareem Jackson and um, uh, uh, Justin, Justin Simmons. Like, how can you debate that? Was there anybody else that could have possibly been a contender for that? Mm. Maybe Josie Jewell or Alex Singleton. Mm, okay. If you just didn't want to have two captains at the same position group. Yeah, but Kareem's different. Yeah. Although it's interesting on the depth charts at safety, still says Kareem Jackson or Caden Sturgis. Does it really? But being voted team captain tells you about the standing that he has. Well, in Kareem's leadership skills are just next level. Yes. So I, I get that. Offense, this is where it gets interesting. Of course, Russ is a captain. 
every quarterback's a captain. Trevor Simeon was a captain. That's just the way that goes. The second, but there's two other captains. Cortland Sutton returns as a captain. Well, okay, he was a captain last year. He's a captain this year. This is the interesting one, guys. Mike McGlinchey is also a captain, not Garrett Bowles. Talk to me. Why is it McGlinchey, not Bowles? Bowles, left tackle, big contract, drafted here, been here forever. McGlinchey just got here and actually was injured for a huge chunk of training camp. Why the hell is Mike McGlinchey the captain, not Garrett Bowles? Probably shows better leadership qualities. I mean, everybody has their role to play in the orchestra, right? Everybody's got their instrument. I'm asking what Garrett Bowles is lacking. I just went through his resume. What's not there? I mean, you're not simply electing captains just because they've been here for a while. It's not as it's a leadership thing. It's not a seniority thing. Garrett Bowles doesn't have great leadership qualities. Maybe Mike McLean, she has better leadership qualities. We, not we, we not know everybody that. is a leader. Not everybody is not everybody fits in that specific role, and that's okay. You don't think this is some sort of a little bit of an insult to Garrett Bowles? I think it probably says more positively about Mike McGlinchey than anything about no. Garrett Bowles. <laughs> no, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything pretty much to say about it. Really. I mean, it is what it is. I just want my dogs to be the captain, the guys that's going to go out there and grind and, and get the job done and I can kind of follow on the field. Is Garrett Bowles I mean, a dog? Is he a dog? Mace? He has some dog moments. Oh, okay, so hey, that, that, wow. you answered enough for me. No, I mean, that's I all can, I need to can, hear. He wow, can be, he can be but I got he's, he didn't say anything bad. He can be, but he struggled at times. We know this is right, well documented. Hey. Understandable then. But again, it's also per, captain is also personality thing. I mean, it's not simply about performance. I mean, you can be well, a terrific gonna, player, going, and you're not necessarily a leader type. There's nothing wrong with that. Why even have a third captain? Well, usually, why, why can't it just be Russ and Cortland Sutton? Usually, teams get to six total captains. Okay, so we're going to... But it can often be like two offense, two defense, two special teams. They went for three offense and one on teams. It's tough to not have an offensive lineman as a captain because, first of all, there's... I mean, how many offensive linemen are out there? It's nearly half the offense is 5 of 11. Right, and then you got how many guys on on, uh, practice squad, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. to not have a captain as as an offensive lineman is actually some dicey territory. (laughs) I mean, usually there's a captain that's an offensive lineman, right? Typically, yes. Okay. So just to establish things, the Denver Broncos, you're rolling your eyes. I'm just telling you what's going on. Yeah, I see it. The, the players <laughs> think Mike McGlinchey is a better leader than Garrett Bowles. That just strikes me as interesting. That's all. The players do, or is it just the, co- the coaches? Well, just the coaches at the end of the day making decisions. I don't know, man. How does, how does this stuff get decided? Coaches Who made this choice? Some teams, it's straight-up player vote. A lot of teams do it where there's – a player vote, but the coaches sometimes can be like, well, that's what this feels like. Yeah, You know what this also feels like? Garrett Bowles may not be back next year. You know what this also feels like? Garrett Bowles could be traded if the season's going south at the deadline. Well, the contract contract on Garrett Bowles says he's probably not back next year without significant restructuring. I gotcha. And this also feels like if you're looking at one guy that might be benched this year because things aren't happening, I'm looking straight at Garrett Bowles, not the captain. We're not benching our captain, are we, no shot? Right. Right? Which is why it's interesting on Kareem Jackson that he's still listed on depth chart as Jackson or Stearns. 
Kareem was a leader the second he, you know, right. just became a human but you're being. Not, but you're not benching a captain, right? Your, your captain's going to play. Uh, they're going to play the best player at safety, and maybe that's actually okay because Kareem, that would be an interesting leadership role, no, Sean, to, to lead from the bench. You're not playing as much mm, and being one of those. That. What's that? No, I, I, just, I just couldn't see that from Kareem. What do you mean? I'm just saying I don't see him not playing, like. Well, who's the better safety, Caden Stearns or or, like Stearns, or Kareem though. Jackson? Stearns nice. He's nice. Well, if Stearns can't beat out Kareem at this point, man, I mean, Stearns is he's in his prime right now. Boy, is this really a question? What do you mean, Caden Stearns or Kareem Jackson? Who's a better option? I mean, come on, they've got different skill sets. I mean, mm. and don't forget, Stearns missed most of the season last year. Are we going to be year. rotating safeties? Stearns missed most of the season last year, so that hindered his development. That was 12 games that he didn't get. Well, that would stink if he's really, that's, actually, that's a weird one. I like Kareem. I love Kareem. But if Stearns isn't developing that well, that's that's a bummer because there was a lot. Injuries set you back sometimes. Okay. It happens. All right. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put put that as a negative on Caden Stearns just because Kareem Jackson's starting. All right, I'll let you go, Mace, because I know you got to go. Yeah, but I, I think I'll be this, back at six. I think this is interesting. We'll use this, you know, <laughs> use this twenty minutes effectively. I'm gonna write. You can, gotta, you can write like ten thousand words in, in twenty minutes. I can't write that much in twenty minutes, but I will write something. We well, certainly don't have to go. I know Strappy Will's going to join us. Yeah. I just think it's fascinating that a guy who just got here in McGlinchey somehow, if they're naming an offensive lineman a captain, it's not Garoppolo's. I think that's interesting. Well, they ha- you mentioned the contracts. McGlinchey's contract well, he is, ain't going anywhere. It's seventeen million and a half per year. It's right there in the Bulls territory. And like you said, he's not he's not going anywhere. That contract says he's going to be around three years. So wow, there you go. How about this? Does Garrett Bowles make it through this entire season on the Denver Broncos as a starter at left tackle? <laughs> now that he's on the roster, I think he will, because it, the time to make a move would have been. If uh, so he doesn't would, would get to cut him, he doesn't get benched. He doesn't get traded. Well, traded, traded is interesting because if if you're going down the negative path of a bad start, you could see some deals. Okay, <laughs> I mean, Look, hey, and I'm not, I'm not breaking news hey, by saying that right. they've dealt every year, right. but the COVID year since 2018. Demarius Thomas, Bradley Chubb, should we keep on going? Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Von, Sanders Miller. Von Miller. Every year, you traded Vaughn, the, you could trade anybody. The last five years, the only year they didn't trade a tentpole player at the deadline Dude. was the COVID year when hardly anybody was trading at midseason because you had to sit and put a player through the protocol. I got to catch my breath. Do we all realize Von Miller was traded? No, Sean, how the hell was Von Miller traded? <laughs> what, what happened to us? How the know. heck? Hello, oh, Vaughn. Vaughn, how did you get traded, Vaughn? I don't know. I don't know either, actually. <laughs> we traded Vaughn Miller. Yes. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Well, he got sent yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, man. We'll talk to you no later. Problem, we got Scrappy Will in here. That is wild, no, it Sean. It is wild when you, you start thinking about it. You traded Vaughn Miller. Vaughn, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Bowles was gone. This there. is the drive on the fan. Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan presents The Drive. Shador! Come on, Shador, you're hearing from Tom Brady? Working with Tom, it was just talking to him and understanding, okay, how to improve each week. Uh, he texts me after the game, don't be satisfied, <laughs> like... It was cool, so it was cool hearing from him knowing he's still watching and stuff like that. Dude, everybody was watching you, Shador. Everybody knows your name. 
D-Mac, no Sean, KJ, Scrappy Will. What's up, boys? What's going on? Uh, nothing. I'm just waiting for my uh, my props after Friday. Props. Oh, my God. He picks the U. Picks the U. To win. And I got he crushed picks- on that text line. <laughs> he picks you. not real nice. He picks CU. You pick CU to win. I have receipts. I'm like, do you have receipts? Oh, I got some screenshots. You picked him to win straight up. Like, yes, sir. No, you can like prove that. it. Prove it. <laughs> well, in 2023, you know how you can prove you it. Can prove Zach, it. You can Zach by prove it. Yes. Wow. Well, good for you, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a gut instinct and it was sort of. If Prime was going to keep wait, that close, did they you were really gonna... hold on. Did you really believe it, or are you just being that guy? Did, did you see what I put on it? I, I think I believed it. Ooh, I don't know. Now you oh, I want to know after all this. I'm <laughs> just got to brag. I want to know. You know. Well, what did you put on it there, Scrappy? Well, well, it, wasn't fi- it wasn't five bucks. Was it, I was, was thinking. It? I was thinking like five hundred. That's no way. No way. That's too much. I don't roll in your kind. He did go to Kent, so just a decent. I'd say, did you put more than fifty? North. You put more than 50. You've seen the screenshot, bro. Really I, have not, that no, much? I, haven't, I haven't seen the screenshot. We were texting about it all weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. I'm so sorry. But I do forget. I don't remember. I know you're telling the... Wow, north of 50. North of 100? Ding, ding, ding. Good for you. I'm just saying, man. Good I had a you, gut man. that they, you. they were either going to win... Damn. Or get blown out. And that's where Zach keeps, you know, sort of not crushing me, but saying, well, that's the ultimate hedge. And it's like, well, that kind of is the ultimate hedge. If it was close, Prime was going to find a way to get those guys to get it done. And I knew within, I mean, when, when did you guys know watching that game? Five minutes that they were good? I mean, it was it uh, was instantaneous. TCU, TCU had a three and out. And then <laughs> then CU was like, I mean, they were snapping the ball. It felt like every five seconds. Yeah, And it was like, oh. And they, they scored, and they scored on their first drive, mm-hmm. and it looked well communicated with the coaches. It really didn't look like, holy cow, is anybody going to be able to stop CU? And then I think they had a turnover, and then they gave up a stupid special teams thing. And I'm like, ah, that's right, college. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, that's right. They make, stupid, they make stupid mistakes, too. And then it got ridiculous in the fourth quarter. What, they have four lead changes in, like, eight minutes? And then you were just like, holy cow, I guess it's like – if anybody can get a stop, they win the game. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. On, what, fourth and nine there? It was a good tackle, too. It was a good open field tackle because yep. you thought they had the QB, and then the kid gets out to the edge, and you knew it was one-on-one for the game. And see, so you had to convert on a fourth down that they scored a touchdown right. on mm-hmm. with Dylan Edwards. To, to, so it's, it's so exciting, man. Yeah, I was just surprised they were able to score that much, like consistently. It was, it was crazy. I that's think fire. actually mildly I was surprised Travis Hunter didn't have a touchdown. And he mm. dropped one. That would have been a yeah, great was, catch. But, he should have caught that. But right. if you score 45 points and Travis Hunter doesn't find the end zone, exactly. how dangerous are you? I mean, Prime he, went he could in, have had two. He could have easily had two touchdowns. Prime went in postgame and said, we have two Heisman contenders. And he's not wrong. It's crazy. Shadur looked like a Heisman contender. And Travis Hunter, if the true definition of the award is most valuable, whatever you want to call it in college football, playing 130 snaps, having a pick on a goal line that changes the whole game, Catching more than 10 passes over 100 yards, that's the most valuable player in college football. Would you rather have Russell Wilson or Shadur Sanders as the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos in 2025? 25? Yep. Shadur. Yeah. Because that means I get Shadur in 26. Oh, of course. In 27, in 28. 
that means the upside with him is greater than for the, you know, whatever for the future than Russell Wilson. What about you guys? Yeah, we said Shadur as well. You did, right? Yeah, Uh, yeah, Shadur. Because I think he's going to be the, first of all, I don't think you're going to get him. Because I think he's going to be the number one overall pick in 2025. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, KJ went through some of the names. They're not. Yeah, but he didn't pick out like KJ Jefferson from Arkansas. He didn't pick out uh, oh, you Milrow. Well, he did some research, KJ. No, because I remember. Because they all started to come back. So I'm like, SEC. I mean, you know, I got to look after my SEC. No guys. problem. Are those guys better than Shador? The, the competition is a little bit higher as well, though. No, I, I said no you put a KJ it. Jefferson. You put a KJ Jefferson from Arkansas. SCU, he can put up those numbers. Let me take okay. you one one right. further. Fair enough. Would you rather have Wilson and Peyton for the Broncos or Shadur and Prime for the Broncos? I don't think Prime's an NFL guy, man. I don't think I don't think that. I love Prime. I love Prime. I do not think that works in the NFL. Why? He's a master motivator. Isn't that what coaching is? Motivating? Guys in the NFL, in my experience, no, Sean, are different than college kids. Different things work for well. I should shut up. What do you think? No, I get it. I'm just trying to picture him in the NFL locker room, talking how, talking how he's talking and speaking. You know, what I mean, speaking the real. I, don't know, I like him in college as well. I do. Yeah. I like him. At, I like him in college, but I would dig it. If, you know, if I was a guy in the league, maybe early in the league, dude. Ugh. The league is so long. The year's so much longer than a college season. It's 17 games, man. I mean, you got to find a, a rhythm and a pace that's that's sustainable. What do you think of the Wickersham piece? Oh man, Wickersham writes like once a year, and every time he does, it's just dropping bombs. I mean, there was there was a lot to dissect in it. Obviously, the thing that's catching the headlines, and it's the thing that stuck with me the most, is he told Russell Wilson to stop being a politician. Yeah, Russ Inc. Shut it down. He's not running for office. Kissing babies. He's not running for governor. He's not running for president. You know what Broncos country will like Russell Wilson? If he wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always been that way. I'm sure that is catching headlines. I'm sure it is. But to me, the, the more interesting revelation was the fact that the Broncos were, were quick to let down in that practice with the Rams. Sean Payton saw it on tape, addressed it with the team, and that's a tricky one because it comes into question, what does it take to actually win? So as much as we're shutting down Russ Inc. and that's going to get headlines – the more concerning thing, I think, for Broncos fans, guys, is do they have the right mentality? Do they really have the right culture right now to finish and win games? Do you, you don't think D- what's that? You don't think Dion could be able to get those guys' mind right? Ah! Now, now, that I say, now that I think about it, I'm like, hmm. I don't know, what man. What would he have done in that situation? No Sean coming give around. Me, give, me, give, me, give me a Dion comparable in, in the NFL ever. <laughs> give, give me one. I don't think there's anyone like him, I don't think. I mean, there's, I there's fired up coaches, but look at, like, who's the best coach in the NFL today? Andy Reid. Who's second yeah, I love best? Reed, yeah. And Andy Reid, by the way, he's a fire up rah rah guy. Sort of. He's the Kool Aid man running through the wall after he's, the wins. Yeah. Uh, listen, it's, it's not that you can't have some sort of emotion, but he's not prime. There's no one like prime right now, though. Did you see Mike Florio wrote that, by the way? At right. Pro Football Talk yesterday? Right, what? He wrote. The the sweepstakes for Deion Sanders to be an NFL head coach should start in 2024. <laughs> I just he, like Dan Campbell, though. Oh, yeah, I like Dan. That's a good one. It's a kneecap beater. And he compared him. He said, did you see Deion versus Jonathan Gannon's worthless speech that I know you've played? Yep, yep. Who do you think the Cardinals would rather have next year coaching Caleb I Williams? See, hey, man, listen. When, to, to quote Prime, when have I ever failed? 
That's Prime has said about Prime. And you know what? Well, his high school wasn't so great in Texas. But other than that, I can't think of a time Prime failed. So who am I? Who am I, Prime, to doubt what you can do in the NFL? They're just, hey, man, but there's never been anything like it. But I don't even know why he would want to do the NFL, though, right? Like, why? He said that he didn't want to do it. I mean, yeah. yeah well, and, and, and then Greg Petter's worth $60 billion. <laughs> oh, And then he might want to do it. But look at that checkbook. Who, is he going to get more money from the Broncos or A&M? Last time I checked, Greg Petter's one of the richest men on earth. I mean. Or has the keys to the bank account of one of the richest mm, men on earth. If, if money shows you your value, then okay, maybe Prime will do it because I bet you he cares more about value than money. But money would prove how valuable you are. Listen, real quick. I'm all in on Sean Payton. It's just a fun little hypothetical that Prime and Shadur as a duo in the NFL for 10 years, that would be a lot of fun. My man, Scrappy Will, on with Andrew Mason. No, Sean. I love it. Right here, yeah. man. Yes, let's, sir. Uh, let's remember about no, Sean. Uh, I hate Georgia. Okay, and KJ, <laughs> appreciate it, my man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Don't forget, no, Sean. Where's no, no, Sean and Zach will be at Cochino Taco in Edgewater tomorrow from 11 to 2. Bring tacos, back some, bring, Yeah, bring back some tacos for the crew back here at the station. This is Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Denver Sports Tonight's next.